TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back at a Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on a Tuesday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Well, coming up Friday night from Mercedes-Benz Stadium, we get ready for Georgia Tech in Louisville, toe meets leather at 7.30. And one of the guys who will be obviously covering Georgia Tech all season long is the play-by, or sorry, the the, uh, beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Chad Bishop, joins us here on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Chad, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, on the show tonight, and thanks for joining me as we get ready for actually toe meat and leather on Friday night. Oop. Chad, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I guess you can hear me. Yeah, now I can hear you. Yep. So, all right, yeah, yeah. It's uh, man, I'm, I'm excited for football. It's uh, this preseason seems like it's been a little bit longer than most. Um, you know, Brent Key had his uh, media availability today, and I just sat there thinking, man, I've We've talked a lot about a lot of this stuff for a long time. I'm ready to see some actual football and, and talk about some things that actually matter. Well, let's let's start offensively because this has been a very offensively challenged program at times. And, you know, again, through the Paul Johnson era, you know, it's obviously a run, run, run heavy type of offense. 2007 was the last time a Georgia Tech quarterback threw for just 2,000 yards in a season. And it's been since 2018 that they were even in the top 70 as far as offensive yards go. Now we get Haynes King. Now we get Dominic Blaylock. You know, now we get uh, Christian Leary coming over from Alabama, who was a four-star recruit going to Alabama. You know, how much can we expect the offensive production to rise up, if you will, and, and get to that level of just you know, being a modern college football offense in, in today's game? You know, it's a great question, and, and we don't have an answer yet. I'm just as curious as you because you're right. I mean, um, you know, outside of option football, you know, Georgia Tech offensively has, has struggled since they went away from it. And you're in a league in the ACC with so many very, very good offenses and elite-level quarterbacks. So Georgia Tech, from that standard, is already behind the eight ball. Yeah, they brought in Haynes King, ton of talent at wide receiver, but we have no idea who's going to step up and be that main target at wide out. They have, you know, virtually five starting offensive linemen back, you know, realistically four. Uh, but but how, you know, how good are those guys going to be? How physical are they going to be? How much are they going to be able to protect the quarterback? And then what's the running back situation going to look like? You have 
you know, a proven guy back there in Dante Smith and you have a, a transfer from Louisville and, and Trey Cooley, you know, how much will those guys be a factor? And, and, and what will Buster Faulkner do to get that ball in the playmaker's hands? How will that offense sort of model what he's done in years past at Middle Tennessee or Arkansas State or even helping out Georgia from a, a quality control perspective the last few years? Uh, I'm really curious to see how they, they level up. I mean, only 17 points a game last year. I mean, that's not going to get it done in any conference. So they have to figure it out. Uh, they have to figure out a way to put the ball in the end zone and, and increase that point production because no matter how good your defense is, in a, in a league of the ACC, which has some high-powered offenses, it's just not going to get it done. Chad Bishop, beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution covering Georgia Tech, joining me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Mr. Chad Bishop. You know, is the offensive um, the offensive line does have a lot of experience, but you know, are they are they? Do you think that they are capable of protecting a Haynes King if they if they become a more balanced offense? Is this an offensive line that can protect the quarterback in the pass game as well as obviously doing some good work in the run game? I think it depends on sort of what system and what scheme you know Buster Faulkner wants to go with. Is he going to you know have a you know, 50 passes a game where it's it's sort of a Mike Leach air raid, you know, quick balls, quick slants where they don't have to protect a lot. Is it going to be more of a drop back pro style offense where they are asked to to protect a lot? Are they going to get the quarterback out on the edges? Haynes King can run a little bit. I don't know if I'd consider him a dual threat quarterback, right? But he has that capability to get out there and pick up some yards on the ground. He's even said in the preseason he's never looking to scramble, but he will if he has to. So to me, that's the question is sort of what sort of scheme is Buster Faulkner going to employ with this group? And then when it comes to the running game, Brent Key is a former offensive lineman. We were at practice last week and he was right up, you know, in that offensive line group, coaching them, you know, getting in their faces and and trying to make them better. He's going to demand a lot from that offensive line. And, you know, it's just going to kill him if they can't run the ball. So I'm curious to see how much they run the ball, how physical they are, how much they can run the ball in terms of yards for carry and what those running backs can do. So, uh, you know, a lot of people have been focusing on this quarterback battle, but to me, offensive line play is really going to dictate success of this 2023 Georgia Tech team. Do you think that this might be an ideal time to get Louisville in this opening game? Because, you know, again, they're they're going with Jeff Brom and, and he's, you know, got legacy at, at Louisville and, it's going to be a different offensive system and, you know, there's going to be tweaks and things like that. And, you know, obviously trying to get everybody on the same page. Could this maybe, you know, again, maybe, maybe if this game was in week seven or eight, it might be different, but maybe is catching Louisville right at the very start, maybe a good thing for Georgia tech. I could not agree more. Uh, I, I've known Jeff Brown for a long time, covered him in his, his early days at Western Kentucky when he took over for Bobby Petrino there. And even back back then when he first started out, you know, year after year, it would seem like that those teams would struggle week zero, week one, week two. Now, by the end of the year, they were a force to be reckoned with. And when we were at ACC's media days, their football kickoff in Charlotte, I was talking to a lot of the Louisville media folks and and they would just kept saying how soft Louisville schedule is they got a lot of people back there's a lot of expectations uh, there's a belief that that's going to be a very good team but week one you know there's always going to be some errors things aren't going to be clicking the way every team wants them to be so yeah I mean if Georgia Tech's going to play this Louisville team which has some guys back and maybe a little bit banged up from what we've heard uh, week one is definitely the time to face this Louisville team Chad Bishop joining us here on the wait hotline beat writer for 
the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You and I talked about this uh, a previous show. You know, obviously, Keon White headed to the NFL and actually looked pretty good uh, through the preseason um, thus far. Is this a team that can put pressure up front on quarterbacks? I mean, again, we're going to see a lot. There's going to be a lot of good quarterbacks that Tech is going to face throughout the ACC. And obviously, you know, when the Bulldogs come calling, but is this a team that can put pressure on the quarterbacks? Do you think that can they can they rattle other teams' quarterbacks with that front line? I'd be disappointed if they don't. I mean, they got too many guys back, especially along the front, to, to not do that. Uh, Daquan Douse, Kyle Kennard, uh, Sylvain Ujuin, um, they, they've got linebacker Trey, Trey Thomas back. They've got a couple transfers at linebacker to come in and make some plays. Paul Moala, excuse me, a transfer originally from Notre Dame, spent a year at Idaho. Uh, sounds like he has maybe won the starting job. Andre White, uh, Braylon Oliver from Minnesota. There is a lot of depth and a lot of talent there in that front seven. Yes, it's rebuilt, but they're going to have to find a way to get after those quarterbacks and Again, it's it's not just you know freshmen and redshirt sophomores and high level recruits that have come in. These are these are experienced older veteran guys. So to me, there's really no excuse for that front seven not to get after quarterbacks. Uh, if they don't, uh, that that's going to be a big time problem for this Tech team. But uh, with what they've done in the past, the way they came on at the end of 2022, the way Andrew Thacker, defensive coordinator, sort of you know turned things around from his play calling standpoint and the success of his defense toward the end of last year. I fully expect them to be much better in terms of getting out to the quarterback. Plus, really good secondary for Georgia Tech, right? So that's going to really help that pressure up front. Yeah, and, you know, LaMiles Brooks, one of the best safeties in the conference. I mean, is that – do you think from a positional group standpoint, maybe their secondary is the real strength of this team? Oh, I think so, no doubt. I mean, they, they've talked all preseason. I mean, I think – I'm not going to say they're they're too deep, you know, in the secondary, but they have a lot of talent back there and a lot of experience. And even some of the younger guys came in last season and made made some big-time plays. And um, I think, you know, again, that's a little bit of catch-22. Maybe the secondary was so good because teams were able to run the ball a little bit better on the Georgia Tech defense than they were able to pass it. But, yeah, that, that secondary for Tech is going to make plays. They're definitely going to be the standouts for this team. And if they can continue to play as they did last year toward the end of 2022 and even raise their game a little bit, that's only going to help that front seven and help the defense as a whole. You know, and we talked about the schedule. I know, you know, we had kind of said that, look, it, you know, there there are plenty of landmines. And, and I think that, you know, you're catching Louisville at a good time. But, you know, you really kind of need to be, don't you, 2-0 and o before you go to Old Miss and, you know, again, take on a, you know, pretty good, you know, at least a mid-level SEC team. I mean, it feels like you need to be 2-0 and o going into that game because, again, Old Miss, and if that turns in, you know, if you if you lose one of your first two, then you got to go to Old Miss, but then you're going to, you know, Wake Forest as well, and like Wake Forest is not obviously going to be the same team, you know, without a Sam Hartman, but still, just you know, back to back games on the road like that, that's never easy. So it, it does feel like there's a chance to get off on a really good foot when you look at the first part of the year, but I think a lot of it does start with Louisville just getting that win and kind of building momentum you know, going into the schedule. The Louisville game to me is one of these sort of 50-50 games that Georgia Tech mm-hmm. has on the schedule. Louisville, Miami, Wake Forest. Uh, those are some of the games Georgia Tech is going to have to steal if they're going to get to the postseason and get back to a bowl game. You know, you expect them to beat a, a Bowling Green. You expect them to beat a South Carolina State. You expect them to beat a Virginia. 
you do not expect them to beat Georgia, right, or Clemson, or maybe even a UNC, even though I know they were able to string that upset last year. So there, there's some of these games on the schedule that are just sort of maybe toss-ups on paper or maybe where there might be a touchdown underdog or three-point underdog, and Louisville is definitely one of those games. So coming out of the gates, yeah, your coach is new, but he was an interim coach last year. He returned a lot of the staff and a lot of the talent and a lot of his expectations. Um, so maybe from that regard, Georgia Tech's program is, is just a smidge ahead of where Louisville is starting out with a whole new blank slate. So, yeah, I mean, you're playing in Atlanta. I know it's not technically a home game, but you're in your own backyard. you got to have a lot of fans there. you got to come out and perform and, and try to get this one. And then, yeah, like you said, you're 2-0 and going to Oxford. You're feeling pretty good no matter what happens at Ole Miss. You know, Chad, what's been the mindset of Brent Key? I mean, he did some good things last year, and look, they won more games at the end of the year than they had, I think, the last two or three seasons uh, with the four wins. But what's the mindset of, of Brent Key going in? I mean, is this is he looking at this as like, look, you know, we're still struggling to get talent and we need to rebuild some, or, you know, is this, you know, damn the torpedoes and – and we got to figure out a way to get to a bowl game and things like what's kind of his mindset going into this season. Yeah, it's interesting. I was, I was speaking about this topic with somebody else and I get the impression from Brent Key that he's, he's angry and he's agitated. And I mean that in a good way. I mean, he's, you know, Willie Taggart once used to say pissed off for greatness. I think that's sort of the, the mindset that Brent Key has this off season. I, I think he's kind of sick of everybody saying, Oh, you know, you went four and four great job as an interim coach. Uh, that's not to his standard. He doesn't want to go four and four, and he doesn't want to end up five and seven. Uh, he doesn't want to hear about Georgia being back to back or possibly three peat national champions every single off season. He wants Georgia Tech to get back to the level uh, that it was, you know, in, in 1990 when it won a you know split national championship when it was going to big time bowl games. Um, so for that reason, uh, I, I think he knows this is a long term build, but I don't. I think he's pretty impatient when it comes to that. He wants to go out and win right away. He wants to get Georgia Tech back to the level. It was when he was a player and how it was when he was growing up watching them on TV. Uh, and I think that's good for Tech. I don't think he's he's going to sort of be passive and understand that this is sort of a part rebuild and it's going to take a few seasons. He, he's ready to go out there and get it done this year. Now, he understands that, yeah, it is you know technical year one, and he's got a lot of transfers who have filled in some gaps. And uh, But he's recruiting very well. Uh, he's already got 26 commits going into 2024. And I think he, he's intent on making this program next level. Now, does that happen this year? I don't think so. Does it happen next year? That remains to be seen. But Brent Key is not going to uh, put together, you know, a five-year plan and just sit back and wait back. He wants to go out and start getting this thing done right away. Chad, last question for you. What do you think is going to define Tech's season this year? I think it's going to be, I don't know if this sounds cliche, but just, just the way they play. Um, you know, Brent Key said today, you know, th it's not going to be results driven. He he's more concerned with how tech football looks and how people think of tech football. And th that's fine in the preseason and that's fine to talk about. I, I want to see that happen, right? Like I want to see, does tech have an identity? You know, do they become that tough physical team? Maybe they do lose seven games, but maybe they're by a field goal or less. And you can sort of see the positivity in between the white lines. Are they, you know, are they six and six, but it's like a blowout loss here and a close win there, and they're sort of all over the map, and they don't really have an identity. To me, uh, I, I want to see this team sort of evolve and, and create their own identity and see what it's going to look like under Brent Key 
that's sort of what I'm watching before, and I think that's what's going to define the Brent Key era first and foremost. Yeah, and you know, I, I will say from a personal standpoint, I, I think that they have to start looking like a modern college football offense. I just I, I watch this team offensively, and they just him and Hall and struggle, and they can't get anything going. And you know, it just it, it's an offensive world. I, I mean, in college, in modern college football, I mean, we could talk about defenses and all that. I mean, but unless you're Georgia, unless you're Alabama, you know, at that level. Yeah, you can win with those defenses, but by and large, you can't stop teams from scoring in in today's college football world. And you've got to have quarterback play and guys who can put pressure and and put pressure downfield. It just it is a college, you know, offensive world. I mean, it just it is what it is. I mean, there's a reason why most of the top teams in the nation. I mean, again, even even Georgia's a forty point per game, you know, team. I mean, they're they're not thirteen to ten you know, every week. I mean, they're 40 points a game. And I just – I want to see Tech get that offensive identity and just look like they're a modern-day offense because we haven't seen that for a long time with this program. No, I, I agree. I think that's part of it is, is finding this identity. Is this Georgia Tech football team going to look like, you know, an Alabama? Are they going to look like a Boise State or North Dakota State? Are they going to be more of, you know, an air raid pass it, you know, 70 70- – to 75% of the time, what, what is it going to look like? Sure, we've had a taste of it in the spring game, but, but things change with your personnel. Uh, Haynes King is nice. Let's see if he can sort of elevate his game. But uh, like you said, Georgia Tech, they're going to have to at one point get some you know, five-star quarterbacks. They're going to have to get that next-level guy who's a pro prospect to take this team to the next level. That's what the North Carolinas and the Wake Forests have done to the world. Tech really has to figure out you know, where they can find that guy to really help this offense and helping that offense helps that program take it to that next level matchup with the Clemsons uh, and the Georgias of the world. So let, let's see where this goes. Uh, it's it's early, you know, it's, we haven't even started the Brent key area yet. We're already demanding a whole lot, but um, I, I, I mean, I know Georgia tech fans are demanding just as much because they want their, their team yeah. to get back to national prominence. Follow him on his personal Twitter page. Always a good follow Mr. Chad Bishop on Twitter. He is the beat writer for Georgia Tech for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. By the way, AJC.com is where you can check out all of his work, and he joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Chad, as always, buddy, really appreciate a few minutes on the show, and uh, obviously we'll be keeping up, and um, you know we'll talk again here very soon. All right. Thanks, my friend. You got it. When we come back from the top of the hour, we'll be time for the Falcons flyover. We'll take a look at the Falcons roster as they got down to 53 today. Plus, we'll take a look at – where Pro Football Focus has the Falcons roster. Chuckery hanging out in the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, Nights on the Game, the Odyssey.com app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.